This is Coach Aaron Saft and the MR Running Pains Podcast. Today, I'm going to take a deep dive into analyzing my course preview of the Rim Runner course. Now, this kind of goes hand in hand with an episode that I did previously of how to analyze your long run, and that was episode 134. Um, if you haven't listened to that one, maybe take a jump back and listen to it. Uh, it may help you in the future to analyze your long runs and see how they're going. Um, so, um, this is kind of me picking apart how this went, uh, my thoughts on it, um, how to move forward as this race is coming up April 1st and I'll give you all the background information, all that. But first I just wanted to talk about a few things. Um, man, it's, it's been a real, um, struggle lately to get everything done. Um, and, uh, I've, I listened to a, a podcast with Mario Frioli on the, um, um, the Dylan Bowman, um, free trail podcast. And, uh, you know, it really kind of struck a chord with me. Uh, Mario has recently stepped away from podcasting and it's not to say that I'm going to step away. Um, but it's just at the moment, something's got to give, um, it, the track team that I'm coaching right now for outdoor is huge and I'm going to help the middle schoolers as well. Um, so we have a ton of kids and very few coaches. I'm trying to uh, recruit some parental help, but, um, aside from that, coaching my own athletes and trying to get in my own training, it's just a lot. And that's kind of why I stepped away from race directing. Uh, it's just, there's so much going on, you know, aside from, you know, my own personal life, uh, and, and trying to be uh, a good father and husband as well. Um, you know, it, it's tough. Um, I, I, I ran as I record this, it is the day after I ran this course preview 25 miler in Tennessee. We got home last night at nine o'clock and I still had to check in on some of my athletes. I was trying to get it done on the way home, but uh, I was catching up on them from the weekend. I had over 400 notifications. So if you feel overwhelmed by looking at emails and seeing, you know, a uh, number of emails that you have to check, uh, you know, you know what it's like to see a notification of 400 plus uh, things that you have to check in on, uh, which is, you know, uh, through my own fault. Uh, Saturday, I spent my time with my family and, and we traveled to Tennessee. I watched my son's basketball game and then we traveled to Tennessee. Uh, Sunday, I spent most of the day running, uh, which we'll talk about, and then traveling back. It's a four and a half hour drive. So, um, you know, like I said, I tried to use my time effectively, but I didn't get done. So anyhow, uh, got home and, you know, had to unpack and all that. Uh, so it was just a little bit crazy, uh, as, as you all know what that's like. So um, found myself waking up at 5 a.m. this morning to go get in my shakeout run. Uh, it's just when I had time, you know, due to the rest of the day, uh, I had the treadmill guy coming at nine o'clock. So I had to be home, you know, after dropping my son off at school and in grocery shopping, I had a race home to, uh, meet the treadmill guy, which, um, you know, is, uh, just had to be here so he could get in and then, uh, work on scheduling for my athletes. Uh, I had some, some schedule calls with some of the athletes and, um, squeezing this podcast in, uh, because I'm about to head off to practice. <laughs> so, uh, and then we have our parent meeting tonight for the track meet, uh, come home, got to cook dinner and get that all ready for the family. 
uh, and then check on my athletes again and try to get some sleep. <laughs> so uh, my days are packed, that is to say, and uh, I don't want to sacrifice the quality of this podcast, which is, um, you know, what I'm I'm fearing. Uh, I just it's tough to, you know, prepare. I had to write the notes down for this, um, obviously record it. Then I've got to go and get it ready to be released. Uh, so there's just you know there is a lot to it, and um, right now you know my time is a premium as I try to maintain my training and my training is only going to increase from here. Thankfully, I'm on a down week uh, training wise, uh, but uh, I just don't know where that's going to be, you know, um, moving forward. Uh, you know, I've reached out to a few people to try to line them up. Um, but, um, I may have to just kind of take a break from the podcast while I get through, uh, this summer (laughs) and the training that involves, but we'll see. Uh, you know, I, I put that out there and, and that's to say, uh, I'm not sure <laughs> it's, it's kind of up in the air right now as to, as to what to do. So I sincerely appreciate your feedback. I really do. It keeps me wanting to do this when I see people sharing it. Um, it just, it makes me feel so much joy and you know, it's worth it. So I try to remind myself of those things and the, you know, the time sacrifice that it takes to get this out there. So, um, plus, you know, the Patreon support, that's always uh, a big you know, take away that I, I feel like I don't want to let those folks down because they are choosing to support me. Not to say I can't pause that, but um, yeah, it, there's just so many things going in my head. Uh, it, it was a great podcast and it, it really got me thinking. Um, I may have to really take a step away from the newsletter for a little bit. That may be the first thing to go. Um, you know, Mario was the opposite way. He said that the newsletter couldn't go. Whereas I feel like, um, I did not do my last newsletter justice. I felt like I rushed the articles. I didn't put out the content that I really wanted to, uh, the quality I felt was just lower. And I don't like that. My expectations are to put out, you know, quality, uh, information as for, for all of you. And, uh, I didn't feel like I do it. So I probably will take a step away from the newsletter for a little bit. Um, and try to focus my energies on the podcast and just, you know, make sure that I get the a quality podcast out to your ears each week. Um, I've reached out to an athletic trainer to see if um, she would assist me in doing an episode on taping the feet. I had a request to do um, a video uh, and podcast about taping the feet. So um, I'm, I'm working on that, trying to line somebody up to get that done. So um, really appreciate that suggestion, Sam. So all that to say, uh, I'm really working through uh, a lot of this right now and trying to figure out, you know, what time do I have? So um, because, you know, going away this weekend kind of made me realize that, um, you know, my commitments to training, uh, you know, getting through the Grand Slam healthy is a huge priority for me. And I think we all know what that's like to have a huge goal in front of you and want to make sure that you do adequate preparation and training um, and and still have a family life and enjoy your life at the same time. So um, I'm thinking on it. I'm going to keep ruminating and and kind of pondering, um, you know, well, especially with putting the newsletter aside for a little while, um, I suspect uh, that, you know, um, hopefully free me up a little bit more to, uh, to focus on, on the other things here. But all that to say, um, yesterday, uh, that was, uh, February 19th. Um, I ran at, uh, Franklin state park. Uh, it is host to the rim runner, um, races, 
There is a marathon, there is a 50 miler, and there is a 100 miler. Um, I will be running the 50 miler as my qualification for Vermont 100. I need to run a 50 miler or longer uh, in, a, in a certain amount of time in order to qualify for Vermont. Um, they do not accept a 200 miler as a qualifier, and that was the only thing that I had done last year. So I am racing this Rim Runner 50 miler not only as a qualifier for Vermont, but also in preps for uh, the Western States 100. Uh, it's, it fits well in the timing on April 1st for um, Western States. So uh, I'm excited by it. It's not a very difficult course in regards to elevation gain. Um, so, uh, the 25 mile loop that I did yesterday had about 2,700 feet of gain. So, you know, for 50 miles, we're talking 5,400 feet of gain, which isn't much. Um, you know, it's, it's a, uh, beautiful course. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. When they say rim runner, uh, for sure. Uh, you ran around the rim of, uh, this Valley. It was gorgeous. Uh, such spectacular views uh, throughout the course. I really enjoyed that aspect of it. It, it really is a beautiful course. Um, I, I had never run there before. Again, it was, uh, you know, I went into that blind and that's why I went to see it, to understand what I was getting into. Uh, it fit well into the schedule, into my training schedule. It was the longest run I've done to date in this training cycle. So uh, prior to that, I'd had one 22 mile run. Uh, and this being a 25 mile run was my longest. So, um, training has been going really well up to this point, knock on wood. Um, I'm not feeling fatigue legs actually felt really good on the shakeout this morning. I went super slow. You know, those of you've been listening to the podcast know that, uh, I've been really being, uh, diligent about running nice and easy on my recovery days. Now, nice and easy today, my average heart rate, um, my average active heart rate during my run today was 96, uh, zone one, super, super easy. Uh, legs felt fine, body felt fine, but this is what's helping me recover. Listen to a great podcast yesterday, and I'll try to put that in there as well. The running rogue podcast last week's episode had some great reminders and he, you know, he talks about keeping your easy days easy and, uh, really I focused on that. Um, listened to some great podcasts yesterday, and and they were all pointing to what I was what I was doing. Um, so um, I really, uh, aside from the fact, and I made note of this that the, it distracted me, and I'll talk about that in a bit. Um, but um, you know, again, uh, the course is twenty five mile laps um, and uh, roughly twenty seven hundred feet of elevation gain, um, but. Yesterday, uh, what what we found, uh, my wife started with me and did uh, roughly, I don't know, three, four miles with me uh, to start. Uh, It was so slow going. Uh, The course was extremely wet. Uh, There is horse traffic that goes through, so the ground was really rough uh, because of the the horses and other users. Uh, It was very... um, um, very broken up, if you will, uh, lots of, uh, hoof marks and it just was very chewed up, uh, aside from being very wet. Cause when you start it, it, there's so many Creek crossings almost right away and it's just very marshy, very muddy. So it's going to be an interesting start if that doesn't dry out by race day. Um, we still have a little over a month and a half to race day, but, um, you know, definitely a concern. The other concern was the leaves. Um, the leaves that were on the rest of the course were quite deep. You couldn't see rocks and roots. Um, I did turn my ankle, my bad ankle, once yesterday. That was one of my huge concerns about you know going out yesterday was was turning my ankle. Thankfully, it wasn't bad. Um, no 
Um, no remnants of that today. So ankle is okay. I did fall <laughs> once, took a good, you know, dive. I knew I wasn't going to catch myself. So I just looked for a safe place to land and kind of rolled, um, was fine. But, um, yeah, it's, it's the leaves were, um, they were fluffy. <laughs> so, um, I'm hoping that they are a little bit more well trodden on race day. Um, but, um, it took me roughly five hours to complete the 25 mile lap. Uh, and that was due to, um, a number of reasons. And, and I'll get into that in here in a little bit. Um, and as I said, uh, it was muddy. And then throughout the course, there were a number of water crossings. I was really surprised by how many Creek crossings, uh, you know, cause uh, being up on a rim, uh, you know, I guess water's gotta go someplace, but lots of Creek crossings. The other part of this was, uh, it was super confusing and that's what really slowed me down the most. I had the map downloaded to my Gaia app so I could, you know, see where I was moving and making sure that I stayed on the trail. Uh, but there were so many user trails, you know, there was, um, horse user trails, there was ATV trails. So you, you, you know, kind of pop out and there'd just be this spider web and you had to look for, uh, the, uh, the blaze or the, uh, the, the trail marker to kind of follow where the trail was going. So I had to stop a number of times just to make sure I was on course to look at if I had a turn, you know, I was really just, I, I just had, I just had to stop so much, um, so that really slowed me down a lot. Uh, you know, there's, there's a few times where I'd just be running and all of a sudden the trail would just end. And I was like, what just happened? And I'd look around and the trail would be off to my right about, you know, a hundred yards through the woods. I was like, how did I get, you know, how did I miss the turn? Uh, it was just, there was a ton of blowdowns, uh, so trees everywhere. So it made it very difficult and slow going. So, uh, if I lived closer, I would love to do some trail work out there. Uh, and you know, I was listening to the, um, uh, trail trash podcast and they were talking about, you know, volunteering and doing trail work and stuff like that. And, you know, got me really thinking if I lived closer or, you know, maybe just designated a weekend to help, you know, the, the race organizers go out there and, you know, just devote a day to, to doing some trail work out there because, uh, a lot of these blowdowns, <clears throat> they just, they made you miss the trail. Um, it was, they were just very, it was at very inopportune times where the trail would turn, uh, you know, and it just looked like the trail kept going straight. And, you know, so uh, it really, like I said, just slow me down. I'm not complaining about that. It's just the way the weather is right now. I know it's the end of winter, so not many people have got out there to do trail work. And like I said, I would love to, to help out. So I may reach out to the organizers and just see if there's a weekend I can get away and, uh, and help them do some, some trail clearing to make it better for race day. And of course, you know, there's going to be trail markers on race day. So I won't have to be as cognizant about, um, you know, finding the route on my phone. All that to say, it made it, um, it made it very interesting. Um, the course itself has some great aid stations, uh, in regards to the spacing of the aid stations. So from the start to the first aid station is five and a half miles. Then you've got uh, another 5.3 miles until the next aid station, aid station two, in which they'll have a drop bag. And I'm going to talk about how I'm going to make use of the drop bag. Um, then you've got 7.6 miles until uh, the, uh, they call it the champion uh, aid station. And that's at uh, um, uh, 18.4 miles into the, the race. And that's where I can see my crew. Um, you do a loop, which I mean, it was a nice loop. Um, and that's, um, roughly three miles and you're back at the champion aid station where again, you can see your crew. 
and that's 21.3 miles. And then, uh, you know, basically you've got it three miles to the finish, uh, which is just over 25 miles, uh, which you can see your crew obviously again. So, um, talk about, I'm going to talk about how I'm going to make use of, of the uh, drop bag and the crew, as I said, uh, but nice spacing, you know, 5.5, 5.3, 7.6, 2.9 and 3.8, excuse me, 3.8 miles, uh, to the finish, uh, in which then you just do it all over again. Um, takeaways. I'm going to start with the, the positives here. Um, the takeaways for, uh, this course, I got to see the course, you know, that was uh, a tremendous asset. That was the purpose of it. That's why I went not only to get the long run, but to see the course, understand what I'm getting into. Uh, it was a great training run. Uh, like I said, this is the furthest I've gone just yet. Uh, and then it also helped me figure out what I need or what I need to think more on, um, you know, what decisions do I need to make so far as gear goes? Uh, my wife got to know the area for crewing, you know, she got to get to know the roadways and had to get around in that area. Um, and lastly, I'm not injured, sore or fatigue. As I mentioned, uh, that is a huge takeaway, huge positive. Uh, the negatives, uh, well, and I'm going to come to kind of expound on these. I, I did not have a positive experience. I did not get a positive, you know, impression of the course, um, mostly due to navigation errors, uh, how much time I had to spend navigating and, and finding the trail and getting back on the trail. Literally, I was just walking through the woods sometimes to get back on the trail. <laughs> uh, it was, it was, you know, sometimes it would, it would be frustrating, uh, I mean, I'm sure you know, people have experienced something similar. Uh, I just, you know, I, I was in a negative headspace because of how frustrated I was by, you know, trying to stay on course. Um, the other negative was my footwear choice. And I'm going to talk a lot more about the, the footwear here. I uh, just did not have the right shoes for this course. Uh, and, and that was tough because I was, you know, I was uncomfortable for most of the run, um, due to that choice. Um, so those are my takeaways, positive and negative. Again, I'm going to expound on some of these. Um, and then I took some notes for race day planning. Uh, where we stayed was about 30 minutes away from the start. That's pretty much the closest hotel um, you know, worth staying at to get to, uh, to the race. Uh, interestingly enough, this was just over the line for central, uh, the central standard time zone. Uh, so we were an hour back <laughs> from our Eastern standard time, which, uh, you know, we didn't realize until we drove to the hotel and our clocks all of a sudden went back an hour. And, uh, so that was interesting because it was, you know, much lighter earlier in the morning when we looked at, uh, the, um, uh, the sunrise, we were still in Chattanooga, which is Eastern standard time. And it said uh, about seven fifteen ish AM. And then, you know, going over the line, since it's right there, it was six fifteen AM when it was, it was brighter. So, um, it was, it was good to note. Um, the, as I, uh, as I said, this race has a number of, of races going on. Uh, the 50 miler starts at 6 AM. So again, you know, thinking into the future, I probably will not need a headlamp uh, for the start, which is, you know, which is, is, is great. I don't have one less thing to, to worry about. So 6 a.m. start. The 100 miler starts at 6.05. So they start after us. And then the marathon is not till Sunday. So uh, you, we should be the first people on the course and running through the course. 
Um, it's April 1st, so potentially and most likely it will be a lot warmer than it was yesterday. I believe the high yesterday was about 56, which was extremely pleasant. I just had a long sleeve technical long uh, sh- uh, shirt, excuse me, and it, it was great. Um, you know, I did not get too hot. I pulled the sleeves up, but <clears throat> I wasn't sweating or, or too hot. So dressed really appropriately, but it could be a lot warmer. So, um, something to think about, uh, so far as choosing gear and what I'm going to wear. Um, another race day sh- you know, planning, I, I, and I'm going to kind of, uh, tweak this as I, you know, get into training and see how I'm feeling. But, um, I wanted to kind of start thinking about my pacing strategy since this is a two loop course. Um, I feel pretty confident. I did not have the greatest day yesterday. I did not feel, um, I did not feel peppy yesterday. We didn't taper for this or anything. We just went into it as a regular long run. So, um, but you know, my legs were not uh, as fresh as they would be hopefully on race day. So I'm figuring on starting that first loop somewhere around what I did yesterday, uh, potentially four forty four hours and forty five minutes to five hours for the first loop, um, and then you know, hopefully, I can give it the same effort and come in you know, somewhere around five hours for the second loop. Um, love to be, you know, 10 hours or just under 10 hours for this race, uh, would be perfect for me. Um, and then as I talked about earlier, um, I am not going to wear headphones. Uh, I was just, I was distracted. Um, you know, it, it took my mind off the trail too many times. And I think that's why I found myself in the middle of woods a number of times, because I just wasn't paying attention. Um, you know, I, I just thought I was following the trail. Uh, and all of a sudden I would just find myself, you know, standing in the middle of the woods, nowhere near the trail. <laughs> so, uh, no headphones. Cause I want to be a little bit more alert and focused on the course markings and what's going around on around me. Uh, we'll see on that second lap. Um, uh, you know, again, hopefully the leaves will be a little bit more trodden, you know, after, uh, two races have complete, you know, gone through a lap. Uh, so you can kind of see where, where the, the trail goes. So we, we shall see, but those are my notes, uh, for race day planning. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about more about nutrition and hydration a little bit later. So, uh, we'll get into that. Uh, but let's get into gear, my thoughts on gear. Uh, so I talked about my footwear and how I did not pick the right pair. I used the ultra Olympus thinking it would save my legs a bit from the distance. I'd feel a little bit fresher today, which I do. Um, you know, I, it's, I, I think, um, but I chose, I think I chose too much cushion, uh, due to the wetness in the terrain. They were just too heavy. Uh, I just felt like, um, yeah, I, I wasn't nimble enough on the trail, uh, in comparison to what I'm usually used to on a course like this. Uh, I am I'm, I'm thinking I would probably do well with something like the lone peak or the, uh, the new trail fly, the innovate trail fly. Uh, it's the 270, I believe, um, I think one of those two will probably be my race day choice. Uh, so we'll see. I'm going to use them a little bit more in training in order to determine, you know, which one to use, um, pack. Uh, so yesterday I used the, uh, Solomon advanced skin, uh, 12 with a two liter bladder. Uh, I did this, you know, unsupported. So I ran a 25 mile loop unsupported. So I needed a large capacity. On race day, I suspect I can get away with the like something like the Ultra Aspire Revolt Vest, which is now the Basham. Maybe call it the race vest, the Basham race vest. So um, I use the Revolt. It's the older version. It's got a little bit more extension to it. Um, they came out with a long version, so it, it goes down my back a little further since I'm taller. So uh, I think I'm going to use the Revolt and then carry two flasks. 
and then um, I'll have uh, four bottles ready to go with the highly hydration mix. That's uh, highly, I believe that's how you pronounce it, is uh, formerly known as long haul nutrition. That's what I've been using since Bigfoot. Um, I'll just have the mix in them and then the aid stations uh, can just fill them up with water. And that way I can grab two new flasks at that, uh, um, the uh, 10.8 miles aid station where the drop bag is. So that's my plan there. And then uh, I can grab new bottles or a new bottle because I won't really won't need much towards the end since the uh, uh, the A stations are so close together. But when I see them at Champion, um, you know I can grab one bottle from them and go a little bit lighter. Um, so I have one bottle at 18. I'll probably drink that, and then one bottle at 21, which will take me to the finish. And then at the finish, I'll see them again, and I can grab two new bottles uh, to get me. Um, through to uh, the 10.8 mile aid station where again I'll hit my drop bag and grab two new bottles and keep going um, so that's my plan use a little bit more minimal pack um, and uh, you know I'll probably uh, carry with me uh, the the filter just in case I need to filter some water and, and have a little bit more fluids in case it's a hot day uh, we'll also look at the temperature if it's looking hot I may switch up to the the, the ultra aspire bronco vest um, truth be told, um, um, oh goodness, uh, Useway is actually sending me some new packs. I think I mentioned this previously. Um, I haven't received them yet. I see a lot of others already have theirs. Um, but, um, you know, it's, it, it may be an option there. They sent it to us to see if we'd like them and want to, uh, come on board, uh, with Useway as one of their, uh, as one of their, um, their, you know, uh, athletes. So, um, stay tuned for that. I'm not sure just yet. That's something that could be in the works. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, it is a good option, but if not, uh, we shall see, but that's, that's what's happening right now. Uh, the other thing gear wise, uh, socks, uh, I use the CEP long sock, the, their run 3.0. Um, strangely enough, I missed my, um, uh, my exo skins, uh, the exo toes that I usually wear. I usually wear the crew um, exo toes when I'm um, out running. Um, the CEPs just seem to stay wet and they squeeze my toes. Um, I, I didn't really appreciate how my toes felt, uh, you know, obviously being wet the whole time and being kind of compressed. So I'm definitely going to switch back to my, uh, my exo toes for race day. So, um, but other than that, I think that's kind of, uh, you know, uh, my gear going forward. Um, you know, my, my kit, I always use the, uh, uh, rabbit FKT seven inch shorts. Um, really enjoy those. Um, and I usually wear a, a Patagonia t-shirt. Um, I've got two different ones depending on, you know, how hot it is, but, um, that's, um, that's kind of what I'll go with. Um, and then, uh, so far as new nutrition and hydration goes, uh, I, I, I think my nutrition was pretty on point. I had a thousand calories from food and 700 calories from my fluids. So I had 1,700 calories total for a five-hour run. So uh, I was very pleased uh, with this. I stayed uh, on about a 40-minute interval, alternating fructose-based fuel with glucose-based fuels. So um, the first 40 minutes, I'd have um, my uh, awesome sauce, my spring awesome sauce. Uh, and then the, the second 40 minutes, I had either a goo roctane gel, a Snickers bar, or uh, the Power Bar Chews. So... Uh, just kept alternating back and forth between awesome sauce and one of those other fuel sources. So really happy with the way it went. 
Uh, I, I did drink the full two liters. I was completely empty by the time I reached my car. Um, I do feel like I probably could have uh, drunk a little bit more. Uh, again, I used the highlight hydration, uh, so it did have electrolytes uh, as well as calories. Um, and my energy levels were fine. I give myself an A-plus on nutrition. Um, I never was, was really thirsty, but you know, I, I believe I could have drank more. So I give myself a B-plus on my my um, my. Uh, my hydration. So probably, uh, uh, could have stopped and, and filled up my, my filter and, and drank a little bit more water towards the end there. Um, so, uh, but overall I'm very pleased, very pleased with how I did, uh, final thoughts. So I have to remember, uh, you know, that race day is a separate experience. Uh, the course is going to be marked. Hopefully I won't have to pay much attention to, <clears throat> um, the route. I can kind of just see flagging or arrows and, and follow. So I have to clear my mind of any negative thoughts uh, or, you know, things that I experienced yesterday because uh, April 1st is a totally different day and I need to um, just put it behind me. You know, like I said, it wasn't the greatest day yesterday. Um, I, you know, I, I stayed in it. I stayed, you know, I was fine. I wasn't, wasn't upset. I wasn't um, gloomy. I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't in a negative space. I just, I could tell um, it wasn't my greatest day. You know, I'll put it that way, but, um, I need to put all that behind me and look forward to April 1st and the opportunity to, uh, to do this race. Um, other things I can't get caught up in anyone else's race until at least 50 K into the race, whether um, I'm leading or if I'm chasing, I need to stick to my race plan, run that first lap super easy and save my legs for the second lap, no matter what's going on. I have to run smart. I have to run my effort and I have to have fun. I have to remember those things. Those are the key components. <laughs> run smart, run my effort and have fun. Those are, that's my goal. That's my goal. Um, then, uh, lastly, um, use other shoes and the pack I'm thinking of using, um, in my long runs leading up to the race so that I'm sure that I'm comfortable with them. I tend to be a creature of habit. I tend to, uh, you know, throw on the advanced skin 12 and just go out for a long run. Um, what I probably should do is, um, you know, set up a, a loop or an out and back that's shorter and use my car as an aid station and just kind of, um, go out, you know, run, uh, with, with the pack that I'm suspecting I might use, uh, and, you know, and, and carry the amount of fluid that I'm thinking will be acceptable for race day, uh, and just see how it goes. See if I like that again and, and try the different shoes and making sure that they work. So, uh, those are my final thoughts. Uh, overall, you know, like I said, uh, I, I took away a lot from this. It was a great learning experience. Um, I, I'm, I feel confident that, you know, uh, I know the course pretty well. Um, I know a lot more about what I should use and you know, it was great. Now uh, we can't all do something like this, right? We can't all go see uh, a course that we're racing on. Obviously it's, it's hard to see, you know, perhaps you can see portions of it if you're lucky enough to live local to, uh, to the race you're doing. Um, or, you know, if, if it's short enough that you can see the course, but you know, the point being, uh, is that, you know, you have to go back and analyze, you know, as I said, check out that episode 134, um, my previous episode on analyzing the long run. Uh, you can take a lot away from your long runs, learn a lot more, uh, analyze your gear, analyze how your nutrition went. You know, I, I really appreciate that, um, uh, Carmichael training system, CTS, uh, they do a nutrition and hydration report card. 
you know, I've, I've started using that with my athletes to see how things went to hear more about, uh, you know, how did they do their nutrition? How did that go? How, what kind of intervals did they use? What did they uh, like? What didn't they like? Uh, did they get enough hydration? You know, so these are all things that we're, we're working through. So I suggest you do the same because this is, you know, it's a vital piece, whether you're running the, you know, the marathon or further nutrition and hydration is vital. So, um, you should be analyzing that as well as your gear. You know, how is your footwear going? How is that working for you? How is, uh, the shorts you intend on racing on? Do they rub you anywhere? You know, these are all the good things to think about. So, um, please, you know, consider those. And, uh, if you have questions, you know, reach out, uh, rim runner again is April 1st. It is on ultra sign up. Uh, it'd be awesome. I already got some, some notes on Strava about people that are, have done it or, um, are racing themselves, which is awesome. I look forward to meeting some of you. Um, you know, please, uh, come see me on race day. Say, Hey, I really appreciate everybody. And I thank you for, for listening. And, uh, until next time, keep running my friends.